You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or 102.5 FM in San Francisco. How's it going, San Francisco? I'm DJ Sammy P, and this is Pasco's Perspective. Thank you to Carolyn for kicking us over from the 2 o'clock hour. We've got a great show planned for you today for the next hour here, taking us to 4 o'clock. We got two guests joining us, one at 3.15, Richard Falcon, talking about Breaking Down Walls, the upcoming event coming to Fort Mason this Saturday, June 11th. We'll be giving out a pair of tickets to that event. Tweet into Pasco's Perspective, at Pasco's Perspective on Twitter for a chance to win to those. Just say you want the tickets, tag us, and you'll be entered to win. And then later in the show, we have 3.45, uh, Jimmy Leslie joining us. Uh, he has his group, Spirit Hustler, is uh, celebrating the physical release of their debut album on June 24th at the Sweetwater Music Hall in Mill Valley. So we'll be talking to him about that and their upcoming performance. So should be a great show. Uh, we got some great music too. Again, summertime's kicking in. Post Malone released his new album, so we'll be playing a song from that. So uh, before we do begin, a couple housekeeping notes: the KXSF.FM website is still under construction. We are working on that right now. Um, So if you see any sort of disorganization on that, we are aware of that. We are working on that as we speak. And also the transmitter, too, on the radio. You might be able to listen on the radio. Not exactly sure where we're at, but kxsf.fm. Click the little launch player button, and you'll be able to listen online. So without any further ado, we'll kick it off here. This is uh, Charlie Puth's song, Upside Down. Support for KXSF-FM comes from Dress San Francisco, a fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina District. 
dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio.
been a nice girl I'm pretty understanding But you mess up my head, boy And you're taking me for granted And you're probably gonna throw a fit When I call you out on all your Yeah, I used to be a nice girl I bet you wish it lasted I like you, I do I wanna be a friend, 
bins, I like you, I do I hit you when I land, can you fit me in your plans, I like you SF is provided by Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned cooperative that has been serving San Francisco vegetarian food and providing a model for sustainable living since 1975. Rainbow is located at 1745 Folsom Street. Visit them online at rainbow.coop. KXSF would like to thank Rainbow Grocery for its continued support. All right, we are back. Before the break, we heard Post Malone and Doja Cat with I Like You from Post Malone's brand new album, 12 Carat Toothache. Before that, we heard Tate McRae, What Would You Do? From her album, also a brand new album, I Used to Think I Could Fly. Some great new tracks there. All right, please welcome in our first guest of today's show, Richard Falcon, directing a short play for the Breaking Down Walls event coming to the Fort Mason Theater this Saturday. Richard, how's it going? It's going great. So excited to be here with you and your listeners. Yeah, I'm excited to have you and talk about this event we had two weeks ago. We had Ron Merck and Aubrey Daniel talking about the event in general. And I'm excited now we have a director here talking about one of the actual um, performances here about the, about the event. So what can you tell us? What, what do you bring into Breaking Down Walls and, and this event, kind of about connecting people through art? Well, we here with Teatro Nagual, and Teatro Nagual is a Sacramento-based Latino social justice theater group that is just so excited to you know, break down those barriers that already exist between Sacramento art and San Francisco art. Let's come together and let's get some messages told. So what we're bringing down in our little presentation is a, an original work written by our own Nicole Limon here in Sacramento. And we are going to be telling an intergenerational story of the relationship between a grandmother and her young granddaughter and the relationships that get strained sometimes intergenerationally when they are dealing with things, whether it's gender identity, political affiliations, uh, whether we're dating uh, within our culture, our race. So we're talking about those walls that we in the Latino community, but also cross-culturally, that we find even within our own families, how do we heal those? How do we break those down? How do we come to a place that deals more with love and that we are more alike than we are different? I like that. that that's, that's really great about connecting with people. In terms of the play itself, how do, what, what's how do you go about doing that in terms of the characters? Do you have a, a larger cast? Do you have a smaller cast in terms of telling that, that personal story about how you kind of repair relationships? For this particular show, we decided to, uh, to make it just a three-person script. 
since it is a short one act, about 15 to 17 minutes long, we are combining some multimedia aspects of it and, uh, and, and as we tell the story. And so really the focus here is just on that relationship between the mother and the granddaughter until she brings forth through her medicina, her medicina being that wonderful cannabis edible that she loves to take every night for her back pain. And she brings forward that image of her grandmother to come to her and tell her how, wait a minute, you know, there's some things you're doing here that don't just quite work anymore. And you've got to make some peace with your grandmother. So it's a three-person cast, and uh, we're going to keep it small and intimate. I like it, the int- intimacy here. Uh, we're talking to Richard Falcone, who's directing an upcoming performance here at the Breaking Down Walls, coming to the Fort Mason Cowell Theater this Saturday, Saturday, June 11th. We are giving away tickets. Tweet in at Pasco's Perspective and at KXSF Radio for a chance to win. Richard, when you talk about it being a kind of one-act shorter play, how does that change your directing style? Do you feel rushed in any sort of sense that you have to get the story across sooner, that you don't have a full two acts or intermission to let people kind of soak in with it? How does that change your approach when you're directing something that's a little tighter and concise? Oh, absolutely. You're hitting the nail right on the head. Anytime you're trying to take something as complicated as intergenerational trauma, especially from a cultural perspective, how do I explain to my audiences what it's like for us in the Latino culture in a very, very short 15-minute piece? So some of the decisions we have to make around the writing, some of the decisions we have to make around the juxtaposition, some of the direction we have to make on bringing the audience into the picture while trying to fill that 40-foot stage at the Cowell Theater, it comes with its challenges. But, you know, we're ready for it. The actors are ready for it. And i got to tell you, we're looking forward to the time when we can turn it into a full two-act play. But let's start short here. Let's see how the audiences like it. Let's see if they really understand it. And we're going to bring Teatro to San Francisco and the Cowell Theater so you can uh, enjoy and see what our brand of storytelling is like. Starting small and growing big. I like it. Uh, interge- intergenerational drama with some cultural aspects in there. Well, never never something easy, but I'm looking forward to how you guys approach that uh, that performance coming up here Saturday, June 11th. Before I let you go, is there kind of one uh, maybe motif or kind of small element that you really want maybe an, an audience member listening to kind of take a look out for? Like, oh, this is something that maybe you don't notice just on the, on the glance from the outside, but something you put a lot of care into that's maybe of a smaller detail that has a lot of importance. I think the small details are in the, some of the dialogue that we put, especially when you take the granddaughter who really snaps at her grandmother, but you can tell she's trying to resign herself to the fact that she's not going to change her grandmother. So she tries to pull back, but she loses it here and there. The grandmother, of course, but loses it too. But I think we find intergener- interculturally, that this kind of story rings true in every culture. We all love our grandmothers, we all love our grandparents, but man, sometimes they can introduce some pain to us. Looking forward to it Saturday, June 11th, this Saturday at the Cowell Theater at Fort Mason. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite. There is a two-for-one giveaway now. Check out Eventbrite and check out Breaking Down Walls. Richard, it's been great talking with you. Thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you for your time. Long
Lotto and lost it. Got options like my clout. I when I'm off it. I don't double back. Might wear it once, then I'm done with it. I'm the full package, thick and tatted. All your baggage better have Delta tag. How you bad to bad? It's treated like a savage. I could do you nasty, but I'm moving past. These pretty thighs, pretty brown eyes don't belong to you no more. I just called to tell you that I'm cool without you, and I'm doing fine on my own. Time you get this voicemail, you'll be blind. So don't bother. One thing about me, I'ma drop them quicker than bad service. Next caller, boy, I'm cool.
fashion boutique located in the heart of the city's Marina district. Dress carries a wide range of contemporary clothing and jewelry designs with collections and styles to fit any occasion, from work to weekend and daytime to nighttime. Dress is located at 2271 Chestnut Street between Scott and Pierce. Shop in-store or online at DressSanFrancisco.com. Thank you for your support of San Francisco Community Radio. At KXSF, we believe that food is not only a need, but a human right. Before COVID-19 hit, one in four people in the Bay Area were hungry. Now, folks are experiencing hunger at even more alarming rates. The good news is there are so many ways to help. Donating, volunteering, organizing. Find out how you can become part of your local community-driven solutions to end hunger in the Bay Area by going to kxsf.fm slash kxsfacts. This message is brought to you by your neighbors at KXSF, San Francisco Community Radio. If you run a small business and want to help support San Francisco's music and cultural scene, please consider becoming an underwriter. The cost is minimal, but the benefit, keeping the arts alive in San Francisco, is huge. Reach out now by emailing info at kxsf.fm. We look forward to working with you. KXSF 102.5 FM, San Francisco. All right, we are back. Thank you to Richard Falcone uh, for joining us here, talking about the upcoming event, uh, Breaking Down Walls, and the play he is directing, the one-act play that is coming up to the Cowell Theater at the Fort Mason Center this Saturday. Again, we are giving away tickets. You can tweet in at Pasco's Perspective for your chance to win. That's Pasco's Perspective on Twitter. There's actually no vowel. There's no middle E or middle I. Unfortunately, Twitter, you can't have that many characters in a tagline, but it should come up there. So check that out if you want a chance to snag a pair of tickets to that event. So moving on, I did want to get to a short segment here about Apple. And I actually played that last song before the underwriter break, uh, Safe in Your Love, wrote by Rosie McClellan. Because there's a line in that song that says, when I send you that, and then a little bloop like the Apple notification when you send a text. Well, that's actually in the news right now because Apple just had its WWDC, which is their Worldwide Developers Conference, yesterday. Started on June 6th, Monday, and runs through Friday, June 10th. And they made some interesting announcements. They made some interesting ones here. We retweeted about retweeted this actually on Pasco's Perspective Twitter. Tim Cook put out, put out a good three-minute summary video. But in essence, the biggest takeaway I saw was that they're adding an edit function to the iMessage functionality. So the new iOS 16 platform, which will be free to download this upcoming fall, will allow you to not only edit, but also delete sent text messages. So unlike Rosie's song, you could send a little text, a little bloop, and then you could actually delete and edit it. So I mentioned this because I think it's really interesting right now at the same time that Twitter and Elon Musk and all that drama, is he going to buy the company? Is he going to install an edit function, one that's been very talked about a function that is not on Twitter, that should be maybe on Twitter, is now coming to Apple, how you communicate interpersonally instead of just parasocially with everyone on Twitter. I'm not sure if I really like this one. The, the, the story I read about this said it was joking that you could let people know how you really feel, as in I'm so ducking mad, you can then, of course, autocorrect that to the F word and you could say that in the Tim Cook video, which we retweeted on Pasco's perspective on Twitter again. It said, hey, babe, can you send me the files? And then they can edit the text to say, hey, Gabe, can you send me the files? So 
you could fix small edits like that. The I'm not entirely against it. I think there needs to be some sort of caption, some sort of disclaimer saying this has been edited or even that this message has been deleted. Snapchat, you can send a message and delete it, but it does say message deleted. That is just because there's people being on their phone. It's tough nowadays to really tell if someone on their phone, are they off their phone? Did they see it already? Did they not? Adding this whole other layer, at least in the interpersonal aspect, the amount of mind games that could be played, I sent you a text and then it's deleted, nowhere to be found again. I think that's going to have more problems than it does solutions. I think there's too many little things, sending a text, deleting it, or then sending a big text, editing one or two things and saying, hey, look, we agreed to this time, but then you change it later on for who knows what reason. I think there needs to be some sort of disclaimer on the edited or deleted texts just in the same sense of like news when a news company puts out a story and then they have to go back and say this was edited and it's, instead of just saying this was the original story i think a disclaimer is needed other notes in terms of the apple conference they mentioned you can change the lock screen which doesn't really seem that big you can change the font you can add widgets i didn't think that was that exciting i kind of like the apple font it just kind of makes it very much uniquely iphone but I guess if you really want a lot of customization, you really don't like the basic, you know, sans sheriff font uh, of the Apple time when you look at your phone. Now you can change it. The widget functionality, which they had built into the home screen before, is now coming to the lock screen. So right when you open the app, right when you touch the iPhone, actually, that is when you open your just turn on your phone, you can see live updating widgets as in where how far your Uber is away and other things like that. And a lot more customization. Again, it kind of feels like they're running out of things to put out here that in terms of the future of technology, it's probably going to be more metaverse, more kind of digital. I feel like we've kind of peaked in terms of the in a good way in terms of what an iPhone can offer and everything I kind of need it to do. I can pretty much get it maybe one or two clicks away now, maybe before that was four or five. And now they're trying to make it zero clicks. But one or two, I don't think is by any means bad. I think that's a really good amount. So. That's there's some other Apple notes in terms of Apple Pay and some other functionality, but the big one, sending that text. When you send that, you don't know if it's been edited, if it's gonna be deleted. There's a lot more now, interpersonally. Maybe that's coming more from a social standpoint, but when you send someone a message, you can now edit it come this fall on an iOS device. Again, this is only between two Apple users. So that is what we're looking at with that. Let's go to a music. Song, a music break here now. This is Tate McRae with Don't Come Back. Come back when you see that I'm better off When you all broke down and you're missing 
That was the Spirit of 69 from Spirit Hustler's brand new album. And now we're now joined by Jimmy Leslie from Spirit Hustler. Jimmy, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing all right. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Hey, just listen to it. Great track. And it's great that it's now on Spotify and online. Uh, tell us a little bit about what Spirit Hustler got going on. You guys debuted a little earlier this year, I understand. And now it's online for the fans to enjoy. What's going on? Yeah, so the backstory on Spirit Hustler is basically I've been playing under Jimmy Leslie, my own name, for, for quite a while. And, and there was a lot of things that came together in the studio and sort of, this, you know, before the pandemic, during the pandemic, and here we are coming out of the pandemic. And it basically came down to I had my own group and then I, I had founded a, a a festival, co-founded a festival up near Tahoe called the Guitar Fish Music Festival. And it was kind of um, in the same spirit of maybe like the High Sierra Music Festival crossed with a little bit of a Burning Man kind of vibe. And that went on for 10 years up near uh, Lake Tahoe. And at the end of that, we would do the Guitar Fish Family Band and I would lead an all-star group and kind of got to know a whole bunch of musicians through that scene. We also had an Almond Brothers tribute band going on. So Jimmy Leslie's band, the Guitarfish Family Band, the Almonds tribute, all kind of came into the studio and became Spirit Hustler because we had Michael Ross and Travis Kasperbauer uh, in there at Lucky Recording willing to sort of put in the time to go down any rabbit hole. So you just heard that last recording there. You can imagine how much time and effort it takes to put together something on that kind of scale. Um, so there you go. We did it. And then that all happened. And during the pandemic, we finished it up and we made some vinyl, got the band together, played our first gig as spirit hustler at the, uh, at the Sweetwater in February, celebrated the vinyl. And now we're coming back 
it's online everywhere. You can hear it on Spotify and Apple and all that kind of stuff. You know, everybody can hear the whole record, and we got the whole band together, and we're ready to rock the whole summer. Awesome. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Again, June 24th, Sweetwater Music Hall in Mill Valley. Tell me, though, the last track we just uh, that we just heard, Spirit of 69, I'm, am I reading here correctly that it was in space? It was accompanied with William Shatner and the Blue Origin <laughs> mission? Tell me about that. That's, that is true. Um, there have been a lot of really bizarre <laughs> – that's the other reason we went with Spirit Hustler. There have been a lot of really bizarre cosmic existential synchronicities that have happened over the past four or five years as this has come together. And that was one of them um, where um, Mikey, my producer, Michael Ross, heard about this guy who's a, a San Francisco guy. Um, they call him – his musical name is Dr. Crispy, but his full name is Dr. Chris Basusian. And he was one of the four people that went up in that rocket, uh, Jeff Bezos' rocket. So he was sitting next to William Sattner, next to Captain Kirk. And when Mikey got wind that he was going to go into space, he said, we've got this crazy track about, you know, 50 years since the moon landing. It's called The Spirit of 69. You should you should take it with you. And not only did he do it, he put out a call to some, you know, to other, to other players like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to take a, a, an MP3 player. And when I go into space, I'll make a playlist and a bunch of people submitted. And then they, they literally just raffled that off for charity and got Gene Roddenberry's family behind it and everything. Somebody bought it. It it, it looks exactly like the the logo, the Star Trek logo that Captain Kirk would be wearing on his chest. But it's got a USB in it of, of the songs that went into space, and the Spirit of '69 is on there. That's that's pretty crazy. That, that's that you guys are really cosmic, really. I mean, from a literal sense. <laughs> yeah, now. I, and that was the first time I gave anybody a copy. And say, hey, look, this song isn't even out yet, but this is cool. Yeah, so that was how it debuted. Um, and right about that same time that was happening, we went to Burning Man, and there, you know, it wasn't a real Burning Man technically. There was no Burning Man in 2021. It was Renegade Burn, which meant that just everybody that felt like going, where where there would be no structures, there was no city set up, there were no porta potties. It was but people decided, hey, we're going to Burning Man anyway. A lot of them, 20,000 people did ultimately go. And, but there was none of the major infrastructure, none of the major camps had any of their stuff. But the most major music camp at Burning Man is Reverbia. It's Carnegie Hall on the playa. And when I heard that they were like, hey, we would love to have you up there, I jumped at the chance to go in this sort of off-year situation and just help out and play wherever I could. I wanted to play in the temple. I mean, you would never do that at Burning Man, you know, and that's like a shrine, you know. But we did the uh, tribute to fallen heroes, the people that had died, the musicians that had died that year. Like, I'm playing Van Halen in the in the cha- in the in the, the temple, you know. So that gives you a sense of the, the the everything was being made up as it was going on. And there I was on stage at the main stage at Reverbia just by chance at the exact moment that of the night of the of where they would normally burn the mat 
But since there was no fires allowed and it wasn't a real Burning Man, nobody knew if anything was going to happen. We were just out there celebrating. And so I'm playing that song on Reverbia's stage and then 500 foot or 500 drones came out of the sky, formed a spaceship, landed in front of us, and then regrew into a giant Burning Man, which they then fell to the ground like it was on fire. So they, it was the Drone Man, Burning Man show, right? And, and, and it was the most spectacular thing that I've ever seen while I'm on a stage. And as it turned out, they had the camera pointed at us when when this was going on, the renegade burned camera, he turned it around. And that's why if anybody watches the video for the spirit of 69, you'll see the actual thing that happened there. That really happened. Like they really did have a, a, a 500 drones come together into a burning man guy that came out of a spaceship while I was singing the spirit of 69. And uh, that's the other bizarre sort of through line to how that track came to be and how it was debuted out to the public. That That is something, I got to say. That, that is, I was not expecting that. Not, not expect, that's an awesome story. The drones, bur, the renegade Burning Man. I do remember hearing about that uh, last year. I think Paris Hilton went. It was a big, big event. It was, it was so yeah, cool. Yeah, she was guys. there, yeah. <laughs> uh, with that and, and the drones. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the title. That's the uh, first track on the song. There's 10 on the album. There's 10 songs. Um, going to be playing here coming on up on the 24th of this month of june at the sweetwater music hall in mill valley what's your favorite track i'd imagine it'd be spirit of 69 but is there maybe another song that you really want the fans to kind of take note of it i know there's one called honeymoon which i would think moon you could take that one to the moon the blue origin but (laughs) (laughs) well honeymoon is a yosemite song that brings up another story um, let me close out Spirit of 69 because the, the true answer to your question is, yeah, that's probably my the one I, I, I'm most proud of, right? This is my favorite song on the record. And that was written about 50 years since the moon landing, technology tricky, trickling down to all of us. And there's a weird guitar story that goes with that as well, where I'm the press editor at Guitar Player Magazine. That means I'm the acoustic guy. And they had flown me out there to take a look at this secret new thing that they were going to drop at the NAMM show a few years ago before it went out to the public and get my opinion of it. But I also toured their museum and it's one of the greatest places a musician, if you're a guitar player and you're ever anywhere near Nazareth, Pennsylvania, Bethlehem area, go. Cause they have the most historic collection of acoustic guitars in the world, being that Martin has been in business since 1833. And while I'm in there, I found uh, they had modeled the neck of the guitar I wrote The Spirit of 69 on. They modeled it after this 1930 OM45, which is worth like a half a million bucks. And in other words, they, they cloned that neck, and then he put it on a production model. And that's what the song was written on. They also had a special commemorative 50th anniversary of the moon landing guitar. So there was a guitar there that literally had a depiction of the moon landing on it. And they let me play it and sing that song and filmed it. And that's the other thing that's in that video. And I guess that's the third and possibly crazy through line to the spirit of 69, why it, why it makes it my favorite song. I like it. It's it's my favorite song now. We played it, and and I love I love the stories with it all. Um, right on. So there you go. I just had to finish that up. 
but uh, honeymoon is a. Uh, I would love to tell you about that one, just because this album is full of things that really happened. These kind of stories and these kind of places. I'm really. Uh, I think music with a sense of place is important. So many of the songs on this record, most of them, are not really just like, it's not like I'm just trying to come up with something. They really, they've happened somewhere at some time. And my old producer, his family's been renting cabins out in Yosemite for a hundred years. They're one of the ones that built the South Road into the park. So it's called Camp Chonawalna. And it's the place, it's the woods to me. Whenever I need to run away from San Francisco and get in, in the woods mode, that's where I go. And therefore, there's a bunch of stuff that I've, is written up there. Honeymoon is one of those. You know how they have, the, they have those names for everything, right? There's the blood moon, the honeymoon. or the, you know, mm-hmm. That particular night, it was the honeymoon rising over Camp Chilnawalna and Yosemite. And uh, there, there you go. So that's where that song should take you. That's awesome. Honeymoon, that's the, I believe that is the sixth, no, seventh track from Spirit Hustler coming that's out. That's the seventh one on the record. And the guy, the, the thing is the most special about Honeymoon as is a, is a recording is the mandolin solo. And that's James Nash from the Waybacks playing. He's a, he's a Bay Area guy, San Francisco guy. And uh, he's playing the mandolin solo on that. And... Um, you know, he was named one of the 50 greatest acoustic guitar players of all time by Guitar Player Magazine. So that's the level of what James is. And I think that solo takes it to a particularly special place. He'll be with us on the 24th to, to play it as well. That's great, Jimmy. Thanks for joining us. June 24th, Sweetwater Music Hall. People can tweet in at Pasco's Perspective for a chance to win tickets. Looking forward to seeing you there, Jimmy. Thanks for joining the show. It is my pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Keep playing the record, and I'll come back anytime. I come home to lights off, missed calls, don't even bother. Can't sleep, can't eat, I'm underwater. There's nothing that you can say, I've always felt this way. Left out, leftovers on the counter, feels like I'm only sinking further. There's nothing that you can say Just chemicals in my brain There's a little voice running through my head Reminding me of those stupid things I said You're listening to KXSF LP San Francisco, streaming live on the web at kxsf.fm, the TuneIn app, or on 102.5 FM in San Francisco. I'm DJ Sammy P, and this has been Pasco's Perspective. A big thank you for our two guests joining us today, and we'll see you next week.